0: Get motivated and inspired to take your business to the next level with the Marissa Raider Show. This podcast was created for female entrepreneurs who want to manage the juggling act of successfully running a business and raising a family. Hosted by mom, wife, CEO, and breakthrough coach Marissa Raider, the show features topics such as effortless goal setting, forming successful habits, reducing stress levels, starting your own business, and more. Take your business to new heights with Marissa's expertise on how to be an empowered woman in charge of her career. By understanding how both sides can be equally important, you will learn how to make amazing things happen while also balancing home life. It is absolutely possible. Listen now as Marissa helps give you the insight and guidance that you need to reach all your goals. Check out our website at www.marissarader.com or follow along on Instagram at Marissa Raider Coaching for tips, tricks, and motivation to unlock the secrets of success in all aspects of your life.
1: Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Marissa Raider Show. I am so excited to have my good friend Heather join us today. She is the keynote speaker at the Woman to Woman Conference that's coming up. And I have only known her for a little under a year, but she showed up to the conference last year. She was in the audience. She asked such amazing questions. And one of them, I will never forget. And you, maybe you don't even know what you asked, but we opened it up at the end for like, a, you know, questions they could ask any speaker, anything they wanted. And Heather asked, what can we do to support you? And my heart just exploded and was like, that is a woman that I need in my life. And it's just kind of grown from there. So Heather, tell us all about you. Well, maybe not everything, but tell us all the really good things.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Gosh, I. Um, someone asked me that question many, many years ago, and I have never forgot how that made me feel. Yeah. right? And it's like, gosh, I want other people to experience that. So it's funny you, you that you remember it because um, everybody had beautiful answers. They really did. Like some of the people, uh, the ladies that you had are just remarkable women. They're like, whoa, wow, what do I need? Because you yeah. don't get asked that very often, right? Like, yeah, it caught me <laughs> off guard. <laughs> yeah. Well, my name is Heather Kittleson and I am from Southwestern Minnesota. I'm a mother of four beautiful little kiddos. Ages five, seven, seven tomorrow actually um, nine, and then a fifteen-year-old son. And I'm married to my incredible husband, Amos, who owns a technology business in Sioux Falls. Um, I am really excited about being the speaker for the event. Um, what you're building, Marissa, is really beautiful. Like the the way that women can bring together women in this lifetime, especially with all the stresses and all the things that we have on, on us on a daily basis, to be able to share that and um, have just grace and love for one another is really special. So I'm pumped. I am pumped to be able to give a message that these last uh, four years have been, I've been working personally on myself. Um, and I feel like we were talking a little bit before this, I feel like I've been on, in. it's a like fast forward, it's like this just I want more and I want more and I want more and it's not of um earthly carnal things at all it's I want more depth and I want more um of what god has for me and for my family and every corner I turn I feel like there's so much knowledge and so much beauty and so many things that I just didn't even know existed yeah before like when I was deep in my addiction of alcoholism um in my 30s leading up to my story, which I I will definitely share bits and pieces of, of that at the event. But, um, I just didn't know because I, I wasn't in the right mindset. I was so consumed by trying to find earthly, um, all of the different things that the devil works so hard. And so he's like on overtime to distract us from all the goodness that God has for us. And I was in, I was there. Oh,
1: um, I, I can relate to that though. It is. It was like I was just checking boxes off, you know, in my <laughs> 20s and even just like coming into my 30s, even into like having our last baby just four years ago. And I remember just checking the boxes off get the degree, get the job, get married, have the kids, do the things that every time I check a box, it was like, well, obviously I was overjoyed to do all of those things. But it was like short lived. It was like okay, now what? What's the next thing? And it was all these earthly things that I was chasing: building the house, doing the things. And last year, this what you said earlier made reminded me of this. My word was abundance, and everybody here's abundance, and they always put it with an abundance of money, <laughs> like money. You want an abundance. You want a big house. You want you know money. You want all of these mm-hmm. things, and it was like my abundance was I wanted an abundance of love and friendship and grace and all of these things in my life, only the things that you can get from one place, and one place only. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. once I came into that mindset, it was like life hadn't, didn't even exist prior to it. I mean, it did, but I look back on it and I'm like, if I had only known then what i know now and so now i just love sharing it with people
2: (laughs) and when you uh when you think back like you just said it feels like the life didn't even exist before what's really crazy is all of those experiences we have to have them and we have to go through that in order to know how great and how grand it can be yes because it's like the checklists and all the things that we do as women we do that on a daily basis. And yes, dang, do I ever love a list, right? Like I love to put a list together, get her done and be like, yeah, buddy, like I'm good. (laughs) Uh, But, but there is still, there's still this place of okay, but right. There's like, okay, now I got to make another list and another list and another list. And um, I am out of, I just, um, the good, the bad, the ugly, the disgusting, the, all the things that I went through and the trial and error and man even like in marriage and in parenting and in friendships and um you know I was thinking back the other day about how when you walk when you walk into a room how often do we already have like we already have set ourselves up for failure yeah we're going to walk in i got what am i going to say who am i going to meet i'm probably going to slip my words up. I'm going to say something that I wish I wouldn't have. Right. So we're already, we're, we're predicting the outcome that is just not good. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking that, right. Like our mind is such a beautiful thing. And it's so, if you don't use it right, it will work against us every single day. And so I, um, when I walk into a room now, all I think is, man, I can't wait to get in there. I cannot wait to meet the people that God has in that room that either I'm able to change and help make their world better and their life better, or whoever is in there that's going to be able to speak wisdom and knowledge and awesomeness into my life. Like,
0: I'm so excited for that.
2: And not worrying what anyone's going to think of you because when you realize in your heart and in your, so your mind. Well, your spirit, soul, and body. So when you have like those three and those are all aligned and you know that you are the person that God created you to be and you're working every day to get to know him better, the more you get to know him better, the more you get to know yourself better. And the more he reveals to you of the goodness and the greatness that you have. And so it's all through him. And so every day it's like, I don't care what room I walk into. I don't even taking a walk on the street and cars drive by a smile and a wave can change someone's life. Like to allow God to truly manifest himself through us is what an honor, like what an honor and what a joy that we get to do that every day. Right. And then yes. these beautiful little human beings. And, um, I mean, I know when I think back, cause, uh, we're working through some things with our kids right now and through my disease and through past hurts and past traumas and things that I may have said or did like, um, a piece of what I want to speak about is how powerful it is to step into the uncomfortable because the uncomfortable is where growth happens. And, um, a really uncomfortable place is going back into our past and going back to a place of, um, Gosh, did I really do that? Did I really say that? Did that really happen? Did, uh, did that like, did that hurt, destroy the thought of, or what's going on in my kids? Did I plant a seed in my kids that is manifesting into this behavior now? And the truth is probably, but how are we going to be proactive in that? And how are we going to be able to speak into that? Not, not going to a place of, Oh no, not me. Not me, I didn't do that, I didn't yeah. do that. But shame and guilt and all this other stuff, um, we really mask those things. Like I do an event called Get Naked, Shed Your Layers. Um, I've had people go, really? Do you really get naked? Nope, no we don't, but yes. <laughs> no, yes no, it's not we that don't. kind of event. <laughs> <laughs> because through life we put on all these layers um, and the layers get so thick and so hardened that we really forget who we are. I mean, that's just yes. it's plain and simple. Um, and it really does happen to almost every single one of us. And I never like to generalize, but we all go through this molding process, right? And so through every different change of who we become as as before to who we are, we always kind of um what not we like? People will say, Don't look in the review mirror, only look forward, right? Only look through the windshield, not the rearview mirror. And I will tell people, no, like, no, we have to go back. We have to address the things that have happened to us, the things that we've done. We have to, and this comes from recovery. You know, we have to go make our, our wrongs right. We have to, because yeah. we can't fully step into who we are until we have made amends. And until we have because otherwise that guilt and that shame and that fear and all that stuff just it gets inside of you and it just it, it it's like a lockbox like you don't ever get to come out you the the full person that god created you to be is stuck until you actually reveal and do this whole entire like the butterfly analogy is perfect everyone knows the butterfly butterfly analogy and that um is what I have been working on since I got out of treatment in 2020, right before COVID. Um, that is all I've been focusing on, is healing, um, making all my all the things, hitting it face, face on, and it, it sucks. It is not fun, um, it's so uncomfortable. But every single time you pass through that uncomfortable and that ick and that feeling of just, oh, I don't like this even with working out like everything, right. That feels not good. The other side of it is so good. It is yeah. so good. Oh man. Uh, so.
1: No, I love that. And honestly, yesterday I was, I took literally five minutes, I think was all I was on social media yesterday and a video popped up And it was Kurt Cameron and he was interviewing no one else, but a sister. And she was talking about the difference between joy and happiness. And she was saying that to be truly joyful in your life, you have to understand the difference between the two. Happiness is what you feel in the moment when something, you know, so we just got back from vacation and that was happiness. That was in the moment that was living and breathing happiness, that whole trip. But joy is what you have in those moments of darkness that are going to bring you out the other side. And I feel like that's what I was missing was that pure joy. I wasn't able to even go back and work through all of the things that I needed to, to become who I am today. And just like you, I'm still a work in progress. I'm still finding things that I'm like, oh my gosh, (laughs) It's, it's a process and it's a lifelong process. it's a journey. but having that joy and knowing what that is and where that joy comes from is what allows you to face those things in your past and to face the hardships that present itself in life and keep you going. And that was what was running through my mind while you were talking there was just how fitting that video was yesterday to what you're saying now. and without that, you know, that euphoric feeling that we have, that we are in that transformational process and we want it for everybody else. We talked about that before we started recording Mm -hmm. that we want to shout it from the rooftops, like just get uncomfortable and dive in and do the work and stop, you know, that I had that cycle of, you know, either deflecting or just not even acknowledging things Mm -hmm. (laughs) or being like not me. You know, it's not really like an entitlement, but it's like, uh, uh, this feeling of like, it pertains to everybody else, but not me. So maybe it is entitlement. (laughs) And you know, now that I look back on all of those things, it's, I hardly ever think about what anyone else is doing in their life. You know, if they pop up on social media or I see them somewhere, Mm -hmm. I'll wonder what they're doing or how they've been but my thought process that surrounds other people is so different than it was in my twenties. I'm no longer self-conscious. I mean, yeah. I'm like, do I have something in my teeth or like, is my shirt weird or, you know, like we have all have those moments, but I know I don't even think about other people thinking about me anymore because I don't think about other people like that because I'm so involved in my priorities and my values and living a life that fits me. And when somebody comes to me and they start talking about somebody else, I'm like, people still do that. Like, I didn't even know that was a thing because I have worked so hard over the last few years to just surround myself with people who no one else even comes up in our topic of conversation, unless it's a necessary comment, you know, it's, mm-hmm. there's no gossiping, there's no anything. And that is such a freeing place to be in. <laughs> like, it's incredible. It
2: is. it is, you know, I, I, When my husband and I were, when we were going through what we went through and then coming out on the other side of it, you know, all of the, 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 the joyful and the happiness, like I remember feeling so much resentment for people that had it together yeah, and had it together. Like, what does that mean when you, you see someone and they're succeeding and they seem joyful or happy? I remember always going, God dang it. Like I'll never get there. I think I am, but why do I keep? going back. And I'll it's like, I'm happy. And then I'm depressed. And then I'm worried. And then I'm fearful. And, I'll, and I was like, well, I know now, I know now, because I'm, I'm not going back there. I, I, I want to look at people and I want to, um, I want to just be joyful with people and happy with them. And then also, I want to have empathy when people aren't there yet. And I want to see people and understand people. And I want to, Share people share with people the steps, the baby steps that it takes to get there. Like when people are willing, when people say, "Gosh dang it, I wish you could just post something that's happening bad in your life." I've yeah. had people say that to me. Like you, ev- all your posts are always so like everything is just perfect. Like, can you post something that happened that was awful for you? And um, you know, in those in those moments, I I I have to take a quick step back and go. I get it, I get it. Cause I've been there. And I understand that that is, you know, the, when people are talking bad about each other, when people are commiserating with one another, when people are like, I'm so grateful their life sucks. Cause mine does too. Yeah. It's like, that's the wrong mindset. That's the wrong. Um, and I mean that, like it that, that it's really not okay. Yeah. Um, and we need to speak more truth into people's lives about that. And we need to say, you know, I understand where you're coming from because I've been there. Um, but there's a there's a different way of looking at life and doing life, and it's God's way, and it's speaking truth to not only yourself but to those around you. And so, if you're in a bad place, that's o- that's okay. Yeah. That, but I have been there, and I ain't going back there. Like I'm actually in a good place. And every bad situation that I have, I make dang well sure that I. Don't sit and I don't sit in the, in the ick, in the muck. Yeah. I look at that and go, okay, that kind of was a interesting situation. So how am I going to make that better next time? So like my foundation is no longer crumbly sand where that could break me, where moments that are icky or that are gross. I, I used to crumble and I would go find a vodka bottle and I would go, it I, I would find everything I could to find just these little bits of happiness and then it would crumble again. So I've been there. And so I don't wanna post things, um, or I, I should say, I don't have things to post anymore that are negative and wrong and gross and dumb um, because I'm not in that, yeah. right? Like I'm in a different state in my, of life because that stuff to me, man, I am, I wanna help people get through those things because I've been, now my, I am building my foundation that is so dang strong that when anything comes my way, I just, it's like, nope, not, not gonna, not gonna enter into that. I'm going to yeah. stay in the, in the, the positive state of mind. And I'm going to surround myself with people that have a growth mindset that are deep and have substance of conversations. Um, because when you know better, you can't go back to not knowing better. Like, it's like, I want to know better so I can do better. And I want to teach and advocate for all of that because now that I do know better like I I I don't I step back into that and I'm like uh 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 yes not happening, not happening. Yeah, it's I'm almost not-
1: like you repel those situations now because your boundaries are better your state of mind is better your actions are different and so yeah. the same thing when Something negative happens in our life, or we're in a really tough spot, it doesn't feel like the end anymore. It doesn't, it just feels like a bump in the road that we're going to get through. That, you know, I mm-hmm. used to read the self help books <laughs> at the beginning of my journey, and, you know, Marie Forleo's Everything is Figure Outable. And I was yeah. like, hmm, you know, like I read it like a skeptic. And Mm -hmm. the more I look back on some of the things that I've read and heard people speak about and videos I've watched, and I've immersed myself with people who are speaking these messages because Mm -hmm. it just, it changes the way your brain thinks. And I knew what a growth mindset was. I was an educator. I taught small Mm -hmm. children for a living. Like we literally spent portions of our day working on growth mindset. Did I know everything was possible? Yes. Did I believe that every one of those kids could do whatever they wanted if they were willing to show up, put in the work, and take the chances? Absolutely. But did I actually think that for myself? No. (laughs) So, and and there were places where I did have a growth mindset, and then there were places where I didn't. And there are still I still catch myself sometimes with that mindset, and I'm like, get that out of here. And it's not something that you just overcome and you, it never happens again. It's a constant redirecting, but now I recognize when it's there. I also recognize mm-hmm. what I'm going to need to get through it the quickest I possibly can. And then I get to move on. And I, I have that joy that pulls me through those moments and leads me back to happiness more often than not.
2: Yeah. It's a state of, um, I've all day long Yes. I feel intoxicated with joy. And I can use that word because I have been in the other state of (laughs) trying to find that joy. So I would live intoxicated and it didn't, I mean, it was awful. It was just like, you talk about the deepest, darkest places of physical, like your spirit, soul and body literally dying day to day to day, because you're feeding it full of poison and all of devil's playing ground. It's just, um, and yet trying to Gri- like you're just grasping on for anything and so my husband puts it so good and this is why I just love that man um so if I'm having a moment with the kids right so mm-hmm. the way instead of like being reactive in the kids' yes. moments of um, because every kid's going to trial us what kid does not right it's what we did to our parents so here we are and we're like yep that heck is who is that kid today? Like the devil is coming out of him. you know. Yeah. Like, and, I go, ah! and then, so there's moments where I was like, Amos, I've had it. I can't, you know, like this. And he goes, Heather, remember, you have a different tool bag. Yes. You have a different tool bag that you have done. All I've, I've done. um, I've, I used to say, my kid is not in that parent book. I would get after him and be like, you read all these parents books and then you have all these professionals who tell you all these things and blah, blah, blah. And he'll, and he's like, but if you have a different tool bag, if you learn from all these people and you take their wisdom, you take all the different nuggets that you get from people that work for you, mm-hmm. put them in your tool bag, different tool bag. Cause the other one's gone that reactive, the scolding, the, the energy that you give off to the kids that used to like be scary. <laughs> Cause it was kind of scary. Uh, You no longer have that. Yeah. Your tool bag now is choices. Your tool bag now is love and empathy and you're in a sober mind. So now you get to speak to them in a way of from God's, God's words, God's wisdom. What does God, what would God want you to do in this situation? All the parenting that you need is in the Bible, all the parenting. And so I am just so grateful that he always says that, like, it's a different tool bag. Just take out a different tool in this situation, Heather. You got this. Yes. Mm -hmm.
1: Oh, I. That was part of the reason why I left the classroom was because I was so reactive with my kids because I had to compose myself and keep it together all day long with everybody else's kids. And then I would come home and it was like, I just could not take one more second of somebody needing me or, you know, and my kids were the ones that, needed me the most. And I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I just physically couldn't do it. And I remember calling my husband and being like, I need you to come home right now. Like I can't do it. Like you need to come home from the farm because I can't do it. And he would be like, okay. And he's the least empathetic person in the world. Maybe not the least. I mean, he's not like narcissistic or sociopathic or any of those kind of things, but he has very little empathy for anyone because he's so laid back and life just kind of flows for him, you know? And whatever comes his way, he just takes it in and he just keeps going. So when someone's in like a crisis mode, He's like, get over it. Like, what are you doing? You know, like he just does not understand it. And so that is something that we've been working on completely because I'm the opposite. Like I'm so overly empathetic that like my kid cries and I cry with them because I just can't help it. Like I just can put myself in their feeling or if they're angry, I would like mirror it and get angry back because I just would take in however they were feeling and then just like project it back at them. And so that we're like trying to balance each other out so I love that Amos is there to be like use your tool bag the new one not the old one because that's oh. what Trent and I have to do together because we are we're like polar opposites when it comes to that and I definitely need him to be like calm down
2: it's okay uh-huh. yeah and it's not easy when they say it because I'm like oh I know dagger to the heart like how dare you say that to me <laughs> We have in these last three years, cause we, I mean, when you are active in your addiction, there's so much lie and there's so many, there's so much manipulation and we are pretty good at it. Like we're really good at it. I had my husband fooled to the point of the day that I was going to take my life. Like he had no, he didn't know. He did not know it was that bad, nor did he really understand what I was doing or how much I was drinking or any of that. Like, so the trust man, oof. Yeah. Like I've had to earn his trust back from zero back to a hundred and knowing that and stepping into that, like when he speaks to me and he, he, he is, he is is gentle and he is kind and he is um, in the way that he delivers his message, even like for an example, when you say we're doers and we do so much and we go, 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 go. I struggle to sit down. It's a learned behavior. Um, My mom has always been a doer, always been a, she's, she barely sits down. She's always um, wanting to love on people and serve people. And so I I got these incredible traits from her with that, but it also can serve in a negative way because we run ourselves ragged. Fatigue is the worst thing for women. And so he will say things like, oh, honey, gosh, if I do sit down, this is, he'll go, honey, you look so beautiful when you sit down. <laughs> oh, that's his nice way of yeah. saying, sit your butt down. Like we need you to chill out and relax, Heather. And when I do that, cause I want my kids to see contentment and contentment being like, after you have put your all into something, after you have, um, you know, let's say won the race, you've, you've ran a half marathon or whatever your goal might have been. And you hit that, you don't have to jump in and go max out again on something else. Yeah. Um, 15 loads of laundry and then dinner and then go pick weeds and then go do this. It's like, you can take a breath and you can sit down and you can fully embrace everything that's going on around you and be present in the moment. And I struggled with that for so long because I was seeking for fulfillment. Right. And the more I would do, the more fulfilled I would feel until I I was down again. And then I'd want to fill it back up. Right. So it's this, this it's the hamster wheel that people talk about. Yeah. And so I am at a place of when I sit down, I, I will randomly, my husband and I have this Google doc or Google pictures. So we share pictures, you know, so they'll come, his will come on, mine'll, and I will randomly see pictures of me sitting down. I'm like, why, when did you take this? He goes, anytime I see you actually taking a moment for yourself or just sitting down to take a breath, I want to capture that. So you see and remember those moments because they're too few and far between. So I've been working on it
0: and I it takes that.
2: like a learned behavior of busy. You can unlearn, you can reprogram and restructure your world around healthy behaviors. I mean, we know this, there's atomic, there's so many books and so much knowledge out there with atomic habits. And um, I've had to reprogram. I've had to, everything that is in here that I knew before there's still beautiful things in there, but there's still so much that I'm working on. Um, I'm studying. I just became a commission minister. Like I want to know, I want to, I want to be able to share and educate others of the possibilities that we don't think are possible, that we we limit ourselves as human beings. And the fact that God lives in us, our potential is un, it's limitless. Like who we and what we're capable of, we, we totally give ourselves such um, low standards and low limits. And when we kind of look at ourselves in the mirror and go, dude, you got this. Like if we say the things and share these, um, these knowledge nuggets with others around us and we start building each other up, the way we build our kids up and our spouses, the way that we should be building our spouses up and speaking life into them. If we do that to ourselves on a daily basis, Marissa, like, it's, oh my gosh. It's the like astronomical, is- the effect yeah. that it has because it's, it's one of those things that
1: compounds. It starts off with, like, for me, it started off just keeping track of, things I was grateful for in my day, you know, like just a good start. Gratefulness is like key. Like a little snippet. And so Trent and I challenged each other. We did it for a month straight where every night we would sit down and we'd write 10 things we were grateful for. And the first night it was so generic. Like I'm so grateful for my house. I'm so grateful for my kids. I'm grateful for my spouse, you know, all these things that you just obviously you're grateful for, you know. But as we went, we were, what we were really doing was training our brains to pick out those, those moments during the day Mm -hmm. of what we were grateful for. And so after I started doing that, then I started doing it with myself. Like Mm -hmm. what, how can I bring life into myself and how can I, you know, change my mindset around things that involve me and not just, you know, Mm -hmm. what I've seen other people do or what I've experienced throughout the day. And it just becomes a habit. Do we do that every night? No, we haven't done it in probably two years, if not longer. I can't even remember when we started that habit. But there are still times now throughout our day where we catch the gratefulness in the moment and make sure that we say it. And that's just so different. I don't have to hold it in anymore, which is actually better for me.
2: Yeah, I carry a tablet and pen around. I I you know, I used to joke that like having a journal and writing those kind of things down is like, oh maybe tomorrow, maybe tomorrow, and then years go by, right? And yeah. so, um, I I look back at journals from high school and different things, and I was like, today I saw a squirrel. It was cute, you know, like the stupidest yeah. stupidest journal entries. And yet um, I struggle with it as an adult. And so the more the more that I am stepping back and like right now as we're talking, the clouds have it, like the, the most beautiful formation and they're just coming in because I think it might storm today, I don't know. So yeah. it's like looking up at them and being like, oh, wow. And journaling about the things you see in them, how yeah. it makes you feel. The, the the joy that it brings the smells the like I um just there's there's if we put a piece of paper in front of us with a pen or a pencil the things that now come out because I have entered into the state of mind of gratefulness yeah enjoy it mm-hmm. blows me away I write and I get done and I go I didn't do that I didn't write that like because it's not the same person I was before. Yes. So yeah. And so the way that I write now and the wisdom and all the knowledge that I've been feeding my heart and my, and my brain, it's like, I love the person that I am becoming.
1: Yeah. And I- and so it doesn't matter where you, the person that you were, because I don't even think about that person anymore. And when I do, I'm grateful for the person that it's turned me into but I no longer feel the guilt or the shame or the, anything that surrounds that because I'm just so happy with how far I've come. And that's what I focus on.
2: Oh, I love it. Like we're, we're molding even our merit, my marriage. And you were talking about you and your husband too. It's like you, the, the essence of becoming one. I had no idea. I, yeah. I totally, I just failed. That miserably, <laughs> it's like no, you do you, I'll do me, and, and we'll,
1: we'll converse for a few minutes in the in between.
2: Oh, <laughs> um, what God has in store for marriage? I, um, every day I pray for that now. Yes, help me even mold deeper into your definition of marriage, how you created it from the very beginning for a husband and a wife to come together. Help me help me just love him. Let me see him how you see him so that I is, I just like, I can't, I can't get enough of going deeper into the relationship with my husband. And truly it's God, husband, kids, and then the rest, it should all, when that in that order or your family is all working out And you're work, you're really every single day working hard to make sure that all of that is in place and in line and you boundaries. I heard you say boundaries earlier, and that's a whole nother conversation for a different day. Cause I never had boundaries, never, never, Everybody all up in my business. I was in everybody else's, I was people pleasing and doing all the things. And that got me absolutely nowhere. I am such a fanatic for boundaries, man, and good, really good, healthy. Yeah, some people put boundaries up and they're not loving. I believe that boundaries are loving. And Agreed. so that yeah, that's another place that yeah. I think it needs to be talked about more. So
1: ah, well, I'll have to have you on again and we can talk. It'll be a whole boundaries episode and it'll be fabulous. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad that you're here today. I'm so excited for as many women as possible to get to have you in their lives because the light and the joy that you feel within for yourself, it literally just comes out, oh. it touches every person that you're around. I've heard you speak, you know, at events and different things, and just all the conversations that we have. It's there's just something that hits different about having that internal peace and that internal joy, and you. Don't just walk the walk, you know, you are or walk the talk, right? Talk the talk, walk the walk, whatever. You know what I'm saying. You're doing it all. You're not just telling people how to do it, you're living it every day. And I think that that's so important. And I'm so glad that the people who are watching and listening get to see that from you so that when they show up to the conference, you're. They're already gonna feel like you're their best friend. So I hope you're ready for a bunch of new besties because I can tell that people are gonna be like flocking in and be like, "Yeah, Heather and I, we go way back."
2: <laughs> yes, and please come. I love people's stories. I wanted. I'm just so excited to meet everybody. It, the um, if people have not bought their tickets yet, that room and the energy that was in the room last year, the space that you created, Marissa, like that is it's really beautiful. There were so many great women there. I felt like, I mean, cause all the speakers were friends of mine. And so I was like, Oh my gosh, this is like, this is a day that I feel like I'm in heaven on earth because I get to be with the people. And I chose to be here today and man. So I, I just am grateful that you um, invited me to do this. I'm really pumped to meet everybody.
1: I'm so excited. I always have a hard time describing to people the, like the feeling of the event, or it's so hard to put it into words because it was like exciting, but it was calming at the same time. And it was like there, you could just feel the love in, you know, like, and the respect for each other and the empowerment that was happening. It was like all of these really big emotions were there, but you weren't feeling them all at once. It was like little bits and pieces. And then you walked out and you were like, what was that? I don't even know.
2: I do not even know what that was. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, it was a really, it was just a beautiful day and full of knowledge. Full. I mean, that you couldn't, that panel of, of ladies, like I just, yeah, I, all of them. I could sit and listen to for hours. They're, they're people that I want to be in their space. I want to be in their circle. I want to learn from them. I want to be a part of their world. Um, And so to all come together in one room, it was like an explosion is kind of how I took it. Yeah.
1: Oh, and I'm so excited that that's that's what we're creating again this year and that you get to be a part of on the other side of things. And honestly, it's a it's a conference for women in business, but my business didn't really take off until I had some of these other pieces in place. You know, like what we talked about today. It's not just a business journey. It's a personal journey that you're going on while you're building your business. And So from marketing to nervous system regulation, we have Liza coming in, like it is just going to be all of the pieces that people need to have success in their business. And I, every time I think about it, I just get giddy and like my heart beats a little faster and like the butterflies in my stomach. I'm like, it is almost here. We're like 40 days away. It's going to be amazing. And I can't wait.
2: (laughs) Yes, it is. It's going to be a great day.
1: Oh, well, thank you so much again for being here. Tell our friends where they can come find you and chat with you beforehand or follow you on Instagram or Facebook or wherever, wherever you like to hang out, share it all.
2: Well, I am on all of those. So Facebook, um, Instagram, LinkedIn, I have, we have a podcast called Fortitude. My husband and I, we're about 22 episodes in, which is so fun. Um, And every single episode is someone's individual story of fortitude, some sort of adversity that they went through in life and how they have overcome what they've done. Some are pretty step-by-step and then on the other side, how they're honoring God and and what he walked them through. Um, I have over 40 stories in the queue. It just, it's so crazy how God has honored this and it's, there's people all over the world listening to it. It's, it's exploded. Um, that's how, you know, when you're doing what God has called you to do, that's the joy. That's what the monks call Dharma. I mean, it's like when you're living in it. Um, and so the other piece is I'm going to be speaking out of some other things. It's all, if they, there's, there's a lot of different events that are coming up, but ultimately I would say just the regular social media platforms work out really well.
1: Sounds good. And I will link them all in the show notes so people can just click on them and find you right away and oh awesome well thank you so much for being here and i have no problem saying this with you here but you and i we're both going to be here cheering them on until the next episode so have a great day
2: thank you marissa
0: thank you for joining us for another episode of the marissa raider show our goal here is to support and encourage female entrepreneurship along with managing the everyday chaos life throws our way. We strive to help women who want to take their lives and business aspirations to the next level and know that it takes focus, dedication, and hard work to get there. For more great content from Marissa, be sure to check out her website, www.marissarader.com or follow her on Instagram at Marissa Raider Coaching. See you next time on the Marissa Raider Show.